Hey, what, what's that sound? That, my friend, is one of the most uh, iconic sounds of my teenage year. That is the clicking of a video iPod. Rather, the clicking of two video iPods, yours and mine. Right. Yours is a little louder. I guess the previous generation was a little louder for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. There's no school like the old school. That's what I always say. And that's a clear demonstration. I've, I've known you a long time. I've never heard you say that. Well, it's a new saying that I've started <laughs> saying. You started. Okay. Uh, so sad. Sad news this week. Yes. Tuesday. But 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 sad in a very different way than some of the heavy topics that we've been covering lately. We have, we've covered some heavy topics. Uh, we lately, have, Jackson. and we're on a lighter topic today. Praise uh, God! But still, one that matters, and that is uh, the demise of the iPod was announced mm-hmm. just two days ago, Tuesday, uh, May tenth, twenty twenty two. Apple announced they're done. They're not producing any more iPods. Yeah, I I, I can't believe it. it it is an end of an era. Certainly, uh, as I was reading the article that you sent me, I was saddened that they only dedicated one page to the iPod obituary. Yeah. Um, but also, man, just everything was going through my head as I was reading that article, just reminiscing on on my iPod. And uh, yeah, me and Jackson both have our, our iPods here with us today. Uh, the old video iPod. I think uh, mine is, I, I, can't, I can't remember. I think it's the second generation because um, it's, it's after they took away the four buttons at the top over the wheel because that was kind of the first generation. Oh, okay. Um, Then they had, it was either that and then the generation where it was just buttons and no wheel. I think that was first generation. Then the generation where there was the wheel, four buttons across the top above it, and then there's mine. So I think mine's third generation, yours is fourth. Um, But yeah, this thing is, is, yeah, it's so sad that it is no longer... Uh, going to be produced in any format. Now they haven't produced these in a long time, though. Right. These and video I, um, I like these because there's more storage on them generally compared to the iPod Touches. How much storage does yours have right now, Jackson? On, that you're holding in your hand. Oh, it, so it has 120 gigabytes. I still have 40 gigabytes free. That's amazing. 120 gigabytes, isn't it? That's huge. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, I mean, like. I don't think most phones have anywhere near that amount of storage on. That's right, and a lot of that is dedicated on a phone to the operating system and um, all kinds of other things that you're doing with your phone. Uh, so we are discussing an article on this today. It's out of the Wall Street Journal by Joanna Stern, and it is called "Apple Killed the iPod." Here's why it should live on. I was excited to see that there's somebody out there in media world who agrees. I mean, I got in your car last week. We went to lunch right before we recorded Mm -hmm. the podcast last week, Mm -hmm. and I saw that you had your iPod in there, and I commented, I'm glad to see somebody else is staying strong, and I honestly didn't know how many of us that there were uh, because I run into a lot of people who have uh, given me the exact same comments as some of what we see in this article, which is, "What? wait, what, you still have an iPod? (laughs) And, And to which I respond... Yeah, why would I go to this crazy, ridiculous streaming service idea? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and bring it up. That is the two kind of reactions that she says a lot of people have. Right. And some of you listening might be having one of these two reactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, one reaction is, quote, they still make iPods? <laughs> I remember my first one. The one with the wheel. <laughs> I took a fifty-page book of CDs and filled it th- uh, and fit them all in there. Yeah, and kind of a, a, a remembering what what has been, and then 
The other reaction to this news of the demise of the iPod is, <laughs> why, why, why? I love my iPod. It's so much better than the iPhone. Spotify and all that dumb streaming stuff. Ugh. You know, maybe not verbatim what I said whenever <laughs> right. I, I heard the news, but uh, certainly I would fall more into that second category. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to know how many people around who... Uh, that are roughly well, it doesn't even have to be mounting your age, your age, but back in the the two thousands, um, owned and used an iPod. How many of them still have the iPod? Right. Uh, how many of them still have it and still use it? Right. Because uh, that would be another thing too. Because, um, frankly, even my wife, uh, who also has the same video iPod that I have, uh, f- basically forgot she had it. And, and I didn't have any idea why she had kept it so long. She didn't really know either. She just never threw it away. Right. And here's a part of why. And this gets to a little bit of the, of the I don't know why people love them so much, but um, she said, I took time putting all that music on there. That's my music on right, there. Right. You know, I don't want to just throw it away. You're, you're not just throwing away a piece of, piece of outdated equipment. You're throwing away kind of a, a database of the music of your you know, two thousands. Right. It's kind of, kind of a, yeah, it's, it's nostalgic. That was definitely my reaction as I was reading the book was just the nostalgia of all of that. Let me ask you a question, Jackson. Do you remember getting your first iPod? Well, I, yes. Okay. So I, I remember my first iPod, uh, was a Dell, um, MP3 player and, um, wait, 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 hang on. Hang on. Did you just say that your first well, iPod I, was not, a Dell? That's right. No, oh, okay. You're you're the same guy that calls all discs frisbees, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. No, man. You not all MP3. Oh, players. you play frisbee golf? Oh, get out of here. <laughs> man, you know, you know, you're going to be triggering me right here. The not all MP3 players are iPods. I guess we need to clarify well, that I in this conversation. I certainly do remember getting my first actual iPod. It was okay. a white yeah. iPod that my brother-in-law gave me. But okay, then, so let's go way back. When, when do you remember your first MP3 player? Yeah, so that's that. this Dell. I think it was um, four gigabytes. Uh, and it put a lot of music that I had pirated on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I know. Um which that's something we'll have to mention that the uh, the history of MP3 players is mixed in with the history of MP3s, which is a pretty shady history. Yeah. Um, but that whole discussion about where the recording industry is going is an interesting part of this as well. Um, so I was probably um, 23, 24, uh, and so this is you know 15. 16 years ago. And I, I was a holdout and I typically am a holdout. I don't like to change technology fast. Uh, one, because it, it's just really much more expensive at the start. Um, and then two, because a lot of times, you know, I mean, frankly, I, I still have a lot of CDs and I, uh, I don't think it's just like the most inconvenient thing in the world to pop a CD out of my CD player in my truck and then put a different CD in. Um, I, I, one thing I've learned over the years that has been really surprising to me is people do really approach music in a very different fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a person who knows who I'm listening to. I, I If I get a new uh, record or CD in any format, I want to listen to the whole thing probably over through for at least a few weeks because I want to get to know the whole record. I rarely, I can, I can only tell you a few CDs that the first time I listened to, I went, oh, I really like this. More often, I have to listen to uh, 
a CD or a record or, or, or as an experience for a while before I go, oh yeah, you know, I like what they're doing here or I don't really like what they're doing here. I, I most of the time, mm-hmm. um, and CDs that I do like uh, or I, that I have liked on the first blush are generally ones that I still like years and years and years later, yeah. um, because there are certain ones that do impress you like that. Um, so that's, that's probably like 15 years ago. When did you get your first iPod? And the next thing I'm going to ask is this specific iPod that we, we each have one here sitting on the table. Where did this come from and what's the story of this one? But what's your first one? So my very first one, which I, I've kind of explained to you a little bit, the one I am holding here, I brought in, it's actually my wife's. It's yeah. exactly the same as mine, but my battery has kind of pooped out on me. I used my wife's as an experiment last year. This is a, this is a side story. Uh, because I looked up online um, on how to change the batteries out on these. Yeah. And me, mine and my wife's looks exactly the same, but they would neither one turn on. So it was kind of a guess. I picked one up mm-hmm. to say, maybe this one's mine. Maybe it's my wife's. I'll change the battery in it. Yep. So I changed the battery. And literally when it first turned on, the song that was playing as it turned on was a, a Britney Spears song. And I said, well, it's not my iPod. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I have m- my wife's here. But mine that it looks exactly like this is the very first one I got. So it's the uh-huh. it's the thirty gig video iPod generation three, and I got it when I was uh, either fourteen or fifteen. I was working at McDonald's, and the this iPod was the first like big purchase that I ever oh. made. I, I started at McDonald's when I was fourteen, and it was within like a year or two, year and a half. Uh, I had seen a friend who had one, and I thought it was awesome. Uh, he had music videos on there, and I thought that was so cool. You yeah. can watch a music video yeah. on your iPod. Uh, you can even put movies on there. I just everything about it, I just loved. And uh, so I uh, saved up, working at McDonald's, making very little money. Um, saved up for it, and went and paid in cash at Walmart. And I'll never forget it because I'd got the cash out and the twenties that I had were pretty new. Yeah. And I actually gave the guy forty extra dollars. Oh my. Th- thankfully the guy at Walmart was very nice. I was like, oh, these are sticking together. You gave me too much and he gave yeah. me back. I was such a an idiot little <laughs> 14-year-old kid, but I felt like such a big shot when I bought this $250 iPod. Like it was to me $250? $250. Wow. Yeah. It, and it, yeah, it was it was a lot of money to me yeah, yeah. then and, and it felt like it. <laughs> and, and, uh, but yeah, it felt amazing. And then the next step was, cause I hadn't, I knew nothing about them. I didn't know you had to have a particular program to be able right, to put songs onto right. it. Um, so then I spent the next about, and this is, I'm not joking. It, it was about the next 16 hours connected to our dial up internet. Oh boy. Downloading iTunes <laughs> and it, it definitely was an inconvenience to my mom and the rest of the family, but I <laughs> on dial some, up. Yes. Yeah. So I, you were taking the phone line over. Yeah. Did it overnight yeah. and, um, and into the day a little bit, but it worked out and, um, yeah, the rest is history. I love, I, and I've always loved this iPod ever since. Well, that, that reminds me that, um, certainly what's happened to some people then is that like yours it got put in a drawer or something and then by the time you might think of a use for it the battery is completely kaput and that's something that happens with batteries yeah you know that was that might have been the case with my wife that was not the case with me really what did my battery in it i stopped using it because the battery went out okay 
And from then I, I was able to find people who at that point had moved on from iPods mm-hmm. and bought them from other people for, right. for next to nothing. So I bought my brother's 80 gig generation four video iPod. I bought my mom's iPod nano. Uh, I traded some other junk for my, for my brother-in-law Jason's yeah. uh, and his wife Sam's for their iPod nano. And now I've got Three iPod Nanos and two video, video iPods. All right, we're, people are going to be moving away from us now because I have multiple as well. You, I'm you committed can, to this. I, you, I yeah, I like the idea of having one. Yeah, what really did mine in was I I was that the battery went out on it, mm-hmm. but probably because of the way I was using it because it, it I, when I started driving it stayed in my car a lot, so it was exposed yeah, to the yeah, heat, heat and the cold. Bad for it. Yeah, and um and it just kind of kind of zapped it. Sort of. So, so I moved on to, to another iPod that I could get from someone else. Yeah. Um, so my sort of interest, as I said, really, uh, I sort of had iPods as a backup for a while. And then, you know, as well as I do, that if you go to yard sales or thrift shop, you're going to see a lot of CDs, uh, in addition to sometimes seeing, uh, iPods. But so I, I started, I kept buying CDs cause it was a pretty easy, uh, solution, uh, easy set of reasoning. I would be, uh, at a thrift store. If I saw a CD that had two songs on it that I really wanted, well, that's going to be $1.29 29 a piece on iTunes. So if I can buy that CD for a dollar, then I bought it. Well, then I end up with a lot of music on my iTunes. Uh, in addition, I mean, uh, I got from the library, I got, you know, the Lord of the Rings on uh, CD put that on my computer and Narnia and you end up with just a lot of data. And so I thought, I wonder how big iPods get. Well, at that time, um, this is probably 10 years ago now, uh, there were book and music exchanges still, they've all closed in Evansville here. Um, but they were still here and down here on Washington Avenue, I went in and this 120 gigabyte iPod was in there. I think it was 70 bucks, uh, 10 years ago. And, um, so I did go ahead and buy it. Uh, if you, you can see that it has, uh, label maker labels with my name and phone number on it. I only did that because what it actually says underneath here is, uh, Merry Christmas, all my love, John. <laughs> Engraved into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. So I thought, well, what can I do with this? And I printed off the label maker. Oh my goodness. Uh, so that it doesn't say that anymore. Um, but, oh man. That's so cool. That alone speaks to a little bit of the history of iPods, the way these things were given as gifts. Right. Like, you know, you've, you've bought someone something as expensive as jewelry when you've bought them a, a video iPod. And right. why not have it engraved? Right. Right. I mean, yeah, they, somebody went all in and then apparently 10 years ago decided that, I, I frankly, I was surprised to read that Apple had been producing iPods up until Tuesday or that was when the announcement Surprised came me. out. Right. I, I. Well, but I was not in the market for a new iPod. And so the only, you know, if you wanted one, you could find one uh, at a yard sale or something. Um, So throw at me then, why is the iPod still useful? There's plenty of reasons. Um, One, and and some of these are mentioned in the article, but I had already thought of them. And so I'm going to say them. Um, One of them is the battery life in them. So everyone who has a phone knows that... um, the battery life in a phone, and partially due to the things we use it for, mm-hmm. certainly, but they just, they are not all that good. Um, and the more you use them, the worse they get. I have not ceased, other than until, if you take good care of it, I, I certainly did not take great care of mine, but um, the battery life on the, the video iPods 
were amazing. And I'll give you an example. Um, we had a lock-in one time at the Wesleyan church that I grew up at whenever I was young. And we were playing cosmic dodgeball. It's a game we used to play. The youth pastor that was there at the time came up with this idea, which sounds really dangerous as an adult, but as a kid, you think it's great. (laughs) Hey, let's turn off all the lights, turn on some black lights, um, and then throw balls at each other. Sure. And it was awesome. We, we loved it. And what would, and we turn on fog machines and, and the only other thing we needed was great music. Well, um, the, the sound system in the gym at the time didn't have any way to like put a CD in or anything like that. And I said, I've got the solution. So I brought in my video iPod having prepared an on the go playlist. There you go. You're probably familiar with all kinds of great, you know, upbeat Mm -hmm. cosmic dodgeball music. And literally I plugged that thing in at the beginning of the night and it played the entire night through the whole lock-in. Never stopped once, and right. when we finished, it still had about half of its battery life still showing. That and that's just a testament to to the battery life that these things have, and and what they're designed to do. And I think they're efficient in that the battery isn't being powering too much. Right. It literally is just playing songs that have speakers that it has to power. Right. Uh, the screens are very simple and different than kind of screens are today, and so they right. didn't require as much battery life. And so the efficiency is is unmatched. I think that's one good reason. I think um, nowadays it does take a little bit of the strain off your phone. You're not putting as much strain on your phone. But there's a really good, I think, kind of argument for them nowadays, which a lot of people are finding. In today's day and age, with the way cell phones are so addictive, uh, when you get on your cell every one of us has probably experienced this. You might get on your cell phone to do something like turn on music or whatever. And where do you end up? You end up without even hardly thinking about it, going to Facebook, mm-hmm. going to Instagram, going to Twitter, uh, even just going to Amazon and doing mm-hmm. online shopping, whatever. It's so easy when you have that phone in your hand to get distracted by other things. Yep. With an iPod, that's out of the question. Yep. So if you're someone who likes to have music while you study, but you find that you keep getting distracted by your phone, the iPod's the answer for you. Right. You, you can have, all it is is music. You're not going to find anything else on there. Well, actually, there were games on the iPod video. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that one Canon game where you're like shooting? Oh, I didn't have that one. I can't even remember what's well, on it. must here. not have been on your generation. Oh, fine. I'll show it to you afterwards. Okay. But um, by and large, you don't have that distraction to pull you away from what right. you're doing. Right. And I, I think that there is something definitely to be said uh, for simplifying uh, our lives and, and while, uh, a dedicated MP3 player isn't like the simplest thing there is, but when you compare all the things that we might try to do with our phones, uh, and all of the ways that while we may think we're doing something with our phones, what's wild about phones is they're always doing something with us too. Uh, and so even something like, uh, a run, you can get away. If, if you have your phone with you, if you think you're getting away from stresses, well, no, I mean, a text can come into you, uh, reminders and, and all these things that it's just like, look, we need to have time that is away. Yeah. And as somebody who lived a pretty significant portion of my life without phones, it bothers me now. I remember noticing, uh, I think it was last Sunday that I put my phone down in the next room and I walked away. And I was like, oh, what if somebody texts me? And I'm like, look, I got to have times where I can quit this. Oh, yeah. but, you know, what if we used to be able to get away and that's good for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this kind of device is, is useful for mm-hmm. a lot of applications like that. 
And so I, I do not anticipate uh, moving away from it. I, I have another one just like this that has uh, sort of quit on me. Um, mm-hmm. It I hooked it up to my computer and it said, hey, uh, seems like the hard drive might need to be reformatted. And when I did, it wiped the whole thing. And now it, any computer I connect to it, it's like, yeah, I don't know what this thing is. but <laughs> So it does happen. Um, but look, I, I can't get on board with streaming services from the standpoint of, uh, one, you're renting music. Two, you're not choosing the music that you're renting. Uh, three, you're renting different music, music that you like may, may continue to be on there, uh, but it may not. Uh, and for this reason, you know, I, I know certain artists who do not engage with streaming services, and I can respect that. Um, this comes out of the, I mean, the previous era that, uh, well, really other kinds of MP3 players, Apple tried in some ways to assist artists because a lot of MP3 players were pirated MP3s, uh, were filled with pirated MP3s, mm-hmm. and Apple, uh, through iTunes, has pretty, been pretty diligent about removing any MP3s that it can tell are pirated because mm-hmm. uh, they do want to support artists in that way. Well, the era of MP3 players um, was pretty filled with pirated content oh, yeah. and bad for artists for that reason. Yeah. And so the effort was then, well, maybe we can control it better if it's done through streaming services because then that's regulated. But what that's led to is um, you no longer have a library anymore. You have what they're giving you. And yes, I know, uh, I think this is a podcast that's going to strike a lot of people differently because look, (laughs) if you're not that into music, then I'm sure you put something on there and then go let it play. I know friends of mine who say, you know, I put, I know ACDC radio and let it ride, you know, and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, Now here's another thing that I'll say. I don't like ads. I don't want ads in my listening content if I can keep from it, which is what I, what has happened through an iPod is I can keep from it. Yeah. And, and these are reasons right off the bat why I don't like streaming services. Um, I mean, and not to mention that I don't want to pay the monthly fee. Right. Uh, do you have, uh, is there a reason that you have, resi- do you have any streaming services? I do. You yeah. Do? I don't want to. I don't want to come off as some sort of iPod purist here. Okay, well, I, I will. Yeah, that's good. I, I do have. Uh, I do have Spotify, and I pay. I pay for the non-ad version. Are you doing? Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, Spotify Premium yeah. or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and how that actually started was when I got a gig to um, DJ a wedding. Yeah. And I basically needed it. I needed a way to be able to play a variety of music that right. the bride and groom wanted played, and a way to play it. Um, that didn't have ads right. and, and I did not have such a collection on my, sure. on my iPod or on my iTunes that had enough of, of what they wanted. So it was pretty simple kind of decision for me to just go ahead and pay the, now it's gone up since then at the time, I think it was like $7 a month right. um, for the, for the premium. Um, and I have kept it. Although as of recently, me and my wife have been talking about some of our subscriptions, some of our streaming things, music and, and video and things like that. And, perhaps cutting back on some of those because you don't realize how easy it is to collect those. Yeah, sure. I, I don't think we have a ton, but I think I can see how someone could end up with a ton right. <laughs> and not really think about it. Um, but yeah, that, that is a large part of it. And there's, um, there's other things to say about that. I think one thing that, you know, people might disagree with me that it's a, that it's a bad thing, but I by and large think that, things like streaming services contribute to a sort of bad uh, 
negative things as far as it feeds our instant gratification, right. not having to work for things kind of desire. I'll just pay a monthly fee. I never have to put music onto my computer, download it onto my iPod. I never have to mess with any of that. I just turn my phone on, you know, go to the, the app, whatever, and I can play whatever I want, endless right. access to whatever right. I want. Um, and I'll pay them the monthly fee for that if that's what it takes. Um, if you if you really care about saving money, if money is an issue, then what you have already said is exactly the case of what you need to do, but it takes effort. So as you said, you can go even right now, well, not right now, on a Thursday, but you can go out this Saturday morning and go to yard sales, and you will find, I guarantee you, hundreds of CDs for sale at these yard sales, right, right. ranging from a quarter to a dollar each. Mm -hmm. uh, a whole album right. you can get for a quarter or a dollar. Right. If you go to buy an album on iTunes, yep. it's like 20 bucks, right? Um, and if you try and you know pay for a streaming service, it's going to be much more than a dollar a quarter. Basically, you can add up music very quickly um, right now, especially as people are, are pretty much sold on streaming services. They're right. getting rid of hard copies of things. Right. And so CDs you can buy for next to nothing and put them on your iPod. The problem is it takes work. Right. You have to take this CD, insert it into your um, computer, and if your computer is pretty new, it probably doesn't even have a, a uh, compact disc drive. You have to buy the drive, right. connect it via your lightning port, and then put the disc in there. And it, and then you have to download it onto your computer. And then from there, you have to plug your iPod in right. and download it on it. It's a process. It is. Um, but that's what I think has formed kind of the attachment that people have made with, with right. iPods and why it does feel like this is my music. It's my collection. I put effort into this. Right. The same way people who have a bunch of um, baseball cards or Legos that they've built. It's not easy to just get rid of those because right. you put time and effort in, into those things. Right. And part of this, I'll freely admit that this is sort of just a temperament thing for me. Like I'm a collector. I am. It is enjoyable for me to develop a collection. I love, particularly with things that I like, uh, with music, I want to have a library. I feel like what music is in my library is music that I have personally chosen so that I, I don't want, I mean, it's yeah. there because I wanted it to be there and I'm open to new, but there's something about music that I have said, yes, I want to have this. <laughs> and then it's in there. Um, now, I'm not one of these guys who collects vinyl um, or, or any of these sorts of things. Now, I will say that it's not that I couldn't ever have been. Frankly, my greater interest in video games and the fact that I have a lot of physical <laughs> media and video games means I can only collect so many things. Yeah. Um, but I, I do. I am one of those people who thinks that uh, physical media in terms of uh, records, CDs with the, the cases that were much more cool looking than what we're dealing with now, where I would I would think most people have had this experience that you buy music uh, digitally or you buy anything digitally, and then a month later you go, hey, wait, didn't I buy that thing? But if it's digital, it just like slips your mind. Yeah. You forget that you bought it because there's something about holding a concrete thing. I mean, not to mention um, the art that you might see on a CD cover. I mean, like I think a yeah. CD itself is a really cool-looking thing, mm -hmm. and so that you have the the art on the CD on one side, but then the other side is all glossy. It's a, it's just a neat medium. Yeah. Um, as, as somebody who, as a kid, it was, uh, vinyl records, 
Uh, and I mean, my grandparents had eight tracks hanging around and then moving on to, Whoa. I had, uh, my first truck, a Dodge, little Dodge D 50 had a tape player in it. Um, so that then I began to move towards CDs. Um, I think that was a cool looking medium. And there is, I don't like even with MP3s that you can't even remember what you have because there was something fun about flipping through your CD case and actually physically yeah. seeing and handling and, and all of that uh, concrete uh, kind of handling contributed to you remembering. Whereas uh, even something as wonderfully tactile as scrolling your wheel on this yeah. iPod, you just don't remember it all. Uh, I, I just, I like it. I like yeah. uh, the art. Uh, I like a lot of what is attached to it. And I don't know what to make of where we're going with just like, well, everything's digital because the thing that I can tell you I really don't like about it is it feels like then everything is a throwaway commodity. Yeah. And I don't want music. Music is not that to me. Yeah. I think that's good. I think that's exactly right. And you know, here's what you talk about, like you kind of forget what's on there. That's one thing about the iPod, the iPod that as my collection began to grow and I really began to fill up this 30 gig iPod. And, and by the way, it's mostly, mostly music. 30 gigabytes of music is a ton of music. It is. I mean, and I basically filled up a 30 gig iPod with music. I had a, a handful of music videos. Uh, I had the Weird Al uh, video of White and Nerdy. You I that? Yeah, that you had I paid that? money on <laughs> iTunes to yeah. put that on my iPod. But uh, <laughs> uh, by and large, it was music. And so you would, you would forget what all was on there. That's why it was, I can't tell you how fun it was to hit shuffle all. Yeah, sure. And just what's going to come up and yep. you hear a song, you're like, Oh my goodness. I love the song. I forgot right. I had the right. song and you right. rock out to music. That's yours. Right. This is your, you forgot you had this music and, right. and you kind of just, uh, you get to enjoy it all over again. But yeah, it's an, it's, yeah, it's a different experience. And I do agree with you. I think, I think by and large music becoming a throwaway commodity is not a good thing, right. but you know, I, I'm not saying there aren't benefits to, you know, streaming platforms. I think about, uh, my buddy Robert, who is who has created some music now mm -hmm. and putting it out there, and the easiest way to get it put out there is right. through you know, like streaming services and yeah. things like that. So, um, it is undeniably in certain ways it has benefits and things like that. Where if if all he had was his albums right. on CD to distribute, his reach would be so limited. I agree, and if I could envision a future, if 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 I could see a definite line to a future where an artist puts together a song and uh, spends time recording it well, and then it immediately goes out and makes them a significant amount of money if they are rewarded for that. I think that's a great future to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we're not there right now. No. Artists are paid very little. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of a whole nother podcast. Pennies. Right, yeah. it is. But I mean, even for, you know, talk about a, a thousand listens on a Spotify service. Oh, the artists are paid very, very little for that. Yeah. And, and I don't think uh, that's not where we want to end up. If, if where we were right now is that the typical method would be uh, somebody puts out music, it's from their own website, so the money would go directly to them. And, and there are, I mean, most artists have their own websites and I will encourage everybody, if you, if you are able, uh, if you think of it, go directly to their website and pay them directly rather than going through a service. Well, that's a little less convenient for me. Yes, but 
you going that extra mile directly funds the artist mm -hmm. rather than paying the medium. Mm -hmm. uh, the middleman now, you, you're talking about cutting out the middleman, yeah. but we haven't quite cut out the middleman no. yet. No. And the price then, the artists have struggled. I mean, we are living through an era. I, I am concerned. One of the things I'm most concerned about, about our cultural moment is that we have certain things in common with say the sixties, that there's a lot of strife and a lot of difficulty, yeah. but think about how guys like Bob Dylan popped up in the sixties, uh, to sing about, uh, and, and to express for everyone what they were feeling. We don't have a lot of artists who are doing that. We, we are putting out pop music a lot, mm -hmm. but again, a lot of disposable music. And that's a concern mm -hmm. to me. I don't see James Taylor's now yeah. I, I don't see us producing uh the artists that in a lot of ways uh mm -hmm. the 60s and the 70s did put out yeah. and that's a concern to me um it is it is so enjoyable to experience music i mean one of my goals with music is uh to find music that has perennial consistent value music that i will want to listen to in 20 years yeah. it's been fascinating the last say three or four years I've been getting into a lot of music that I would call my mom's music. Like I, I grew up and at first I really resonated with my dad's music. I remember as a kid, my dad had Michael Jackson records and Lionel Richie and Van Halen. But my mom uh, was more into uh, like James Taylor, Jackson Brown and the Eagles. And I'm, this is more of the stuff that I'm into right now. And what I'm looking for when I listen to music is I want music that, um, that has something to say so that I will listen to it still in five years and go, yeah, there's, they're still talking about something. Yeah. And, um, as I like pop music too, but I yeah. just don't think, uh, say that in five years, watermelon sugar will, you know, <laughs> really make me go, yeah, wow. <laughs> watermelon sugar. Ah, it really <laughs> strikes a chord with me. <laughs> or whatever the current popular yeah. song, you know, yeah. is because they just, that's the machine is always going to produce something that's really catchy, but even a lot of artists who have put out that music, they will go, yeah, I don't want my music to just be thrown away to mm -hmm. be meaningless yeah. in, in, in not just five years. I mean, 10 years, 20 years in, in one month, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. I, I hate the idea of a throwaway track. I, I think music is so powerful that, uh, it's, it's a medium that, that should be used. I mean, for good goodness, truth, and beauty. And that's what I'm looking for through my yeah. music. Ultimately, while I, again, I, I can get along with uh, certain pop music, but uh, I want more. Yeah. And I think you're right. And I think, I think things like the rise in streaming services and, and the feeding into our, you know, instant gratification, if it doesn't please me in the first 10 seconds, I'm done with right. it kind of right. mentality. There's always more out there that I can find and listen to. Right. I don't think that helps. Um, because the difference is, you know, back in the day, you bought a record or you bought a CD, um, whether a hard copy or even once iTunes kind of mm -hmm. began selling albums, you know, you got it and that was what you had to listen to. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of were forced to either listen to that, that you had or not listen to anything. Yep. And so you had more of the opportunity and were kind of forced into really, uh, dwelling more on the music, thinking about the, the music and the lyrics and, and, you know, it, it was easier to kind of begin to see, okay, what is this artist doing here? Right. Nowadays, if someone hears a song, if it doesn't immediately spark an interest, skip, go to the next one, right. uh, go to something else. Um, I, that, that may not be across the board, but I definitely think it's contributed. Uh, I think about on The Office. You know, The Office has been around for a long time, and we've seen technologies like this advance along with The Office. Um, in fact, one of the early Office episodes 
or like when they first started the show was about the time the video iPod was released. <laughs> and one of the first things that you could get on your video iPod as far as videos was The Office. Okay. Like, like their first season or yeah. first few episodes or something like that. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. And you see kind of technology develop along with and on the show The Office where a video iPod is given as this gift for a, a, a Yankee swap Christmas where yeah, Michael yeah. buys this really expensive gift, ignoring the... Uh, the twenty dollar gift limit, yeah. Um, and so, but there's things like that, and then you have this one scene where where Jim is outside the office, and him and Pam are kind of leaving, and he's getting ready to leave, so he's putting his earbuds in on his with his iPod, mm -hmm. and Pam says, "Do you have new music?" And he said, "Yeah." And she puts her hand out like she wants to hear what is the new music that you have, so I can listen to. Yeah, man, nothing like that happens anymore. People are like, "Oh." He's just listening to music. What is it? Maybe I can go find it and listen right. to it sometime. Right. But there's no kind of vested interest. Whereas when you had new music, quote unquote, that means you went online or to a store and purchased this thing. Right. Uh, you were committed to it to a certain extent. And therefore, right. we're going to invest time into listening to it and, and enjoying it. It doesn't yeah. happen anymore. Right. And to anybody who goes, well, look, you know, an eight track or a record, they were the reason that it was 10, 12 tracks is that was the limit of the medium. Yes, but the, the issue with our moment is we now have this uh, theoretically endless amount of communication we can do through the internet, but what we're doing with it at the moment is TikTok, basically. Mm -hmm. Well, I can, give, I can pay attention to anything for eight seconds. Like, okay, but where is that going? What is, what is the end right. of that? And uh, I, don't, I don't think you can say as much in a single you know, two, three-minute track as you can in a uh, something like a ten uh, set of ten tracks. I think that there is something about that length, just as there is something about around two hours for a movie mm -hmm. that that you can tell a certain kind of story in that time. Well, that is something that we've seen, but now we have this ability to do a whole lot more or a whole lot less. And the trend is certainly right now a whole lot less. Yeah. It's ch rapidly changing of our attention. It's like, okay, but where's that going? Where does that right. lead us? And where does it leave us? And um, I, I basically right now, my suspicions are it's not going to leave us in that great of a place. And so I don't, I don't want to go along with that trend, especially if a lot of these trends are just driven because it's convenient. Well, look, uh, where is that going for us? If we just yield to every convenience, uh, life is not found down just the road of convenience. Uh, we all we all tend towards what is easiest and most convenient for us, but that's that's a question that's got to be checked. I'll admit, though, one of the things that's made me resistant to the trends is exactly what you mentioned a while back. I have seen, uh, for instance, with the iPod Touches, that curiously the uh, storage was getting less and less on them, mm -hmm. and I went, wait, anyone who pays attention to computers knows that it's getting easier and easier to get gigabytes, to, to get storage. Yeah. But meanwhile, if they're acting like, I don't know, for some reason it just makes sense for us to put less and less actual hard drive space. But meanwhile, you can rent hard drive space from us monthly. <laughs> no, no. This is where convenience leads you, just yeah. what you were talking about earlier. I can't even keep track of how many monthly payments I'm making. And it's yeah. like, look, people, that's your lifeblood. Yeah. You've given your time to somebody to make that money, and now they're happily saying, we'll provide you with this service for a small monthly fee. Yeah. Well, look, if you can get around that, you should get around that. Yeah. 
I agree. That's it, it, that is a funny thing where you saw them initially. Hey, let's try and get as much gigabyte as we can. I remember when the what was it the uh, two hundred and forty gig. Didn't they come out with a 240? I don't know what the largest is. I know they at least came out with a with like a 180. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, holy mackerel, what that's awesome! Right. Like that was the big deal. And then right. you know they begin to make the 180 a little bit thinner and smaller. Yep. And you're like, man, maybe they'll come out with a bigger one. Uh, then they started moving in the opposite direction, clearly implying, um, yeah, don't don't rely so much on the hard drive space. I guess there's other things too, like the iPod touches began to have more on them, so yep. they started having apps and. Um, you could do things online and the screens were more, um, intelligence. I guess maybe a part of that could be, they required more stuff, but I'm not buying that. But (laughs) that, that leads to the same problem as the phone. You're using all your gigabytes yeah. for all the stuff that you've put on there. Now, I, on a sidebar, I did look the other day because I can anticipate a future when I am not using a, an actual Apple iPod, and there are other companies making dedicated MP3 players. Um, and so I, I just think there is a future for that no matter what, <laughs> and that's where that, that's my eyes are on that horizon right yeah. now. Uh, so we'll just see. Yeah, that goes. it's like on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy whenever... <laughs> The dude gives him the the Zune. The Zune. The, wasn't it Microsoft that made the Zune? I can't remember who made or, the Zune. I think it was Microsoft uh, made the the Zune, which was the competition to Apple. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Oh, here, this is what everybody's listening to <laughs> yeah. uh, back on Earth." And it's like, yeah, no one is listening to this. Right. There was a kind of man, just yeah, that was a blip of, on the radar that didn't yeah, blip very much. I thought they might go somewhere. I knew a few people that had them, and they had some cool features, but. Ultimately, I think the same reason Apple wins out almost every time is uh, they make it so easy for the user. It right. is so user friendly. Right. You know, Zune like yeah, operating the 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 Zune wasn't too bad, but like you had to have certain amount of knowledge in order to learn how to get music on there. With iTunes, they're like, no, we've got you covered. Right. Click this button that says buy, and then it's on there. Yep. You know, it's like so drag easy. it over, drag <laughs> it over. Yeah. So uh, that's an interesting kind of part of this conversation too is all the attempts to to replicate or or uh, compete with the ipod that total failures yeah yeah well, we should mention uh i think we've covered a lot of them but uh joanna stern did talk to a few people about why they still lean into uh ipods and um so we've mentioned what was her first point which is no distractions uh, there, you don't have uh, a device that's constantly trying to throw something else at you, throwing unexpected things. Uh, we talked about the long battery life and, you know, you, uh, I had not heard of anyone that I knew who had popped open an iPod and changed, uh, the battery. I knew yeah. that they do that at certain, you know, uh, phone services oh, yeah. and repair services, but you know, you'll pay quite a bit yeah. to do that. Yeah, to, to, to both of our listeners out there, uh, if you have a video iPod at home right now that does not have a, a working battery, like it won't turn on, uh, I'm serious, you look up a YouTube video, um, it'll show you how to do it. The batteries are like $15 on yeah. Amazon. You could buy a battery, replace it. I, I literally had my battery replaced in a matter of about 15 minutes yeah. from start to finish. So unbelievably simple, which is great. Yeah, and what you told me about buying that special tool because it looks like Fort Knox here, you know, when you look at it. Oh, it does. It looks like you can't not possibly get into this thing. Yeah, well, that that speaks to the design of these <laughs> things too. Is that like you wouldn't you would look at it and think there aren't even really any seams, but there are, you know, uh-huh. and you can actually relatively easily get it apart. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, and then I, I think you know we mentioned as well lots of space. There's plenty of space for um, for. 
music on here uh, as MP3 files are quite small. And I should mention that um, I probably have something like 7,000 songs and then uh, probably seven or eight, 10 audiobooks. Uh, and I have probably a few hundred podcasts on here as well. Mm. Um, Cause I'm a person that uh, if I really like a podcast, I'll listen to it multiple times. Um, yeah. And so th that is one thing that I don't, and now I, I again, there's this guy, I think this is all going to strike certain people in a different way. I'm an auditory learner. I can listen. Well, yeah. I really like to listen to things in fact, and not only uh, yes, when I'm doing other things, but just, uh, just when I'm going around, when I'm driving places, anytime that it's not something that I like, if I'm not typing something, trying to think, you know, or studying, I like to have music going or something going. And so it's proven very useful for that. And so as a result, I'm up to 80 gigabytes on this 120 gigabyte iPod. But still, that's, look, that's, it took me 10 years of usage. And really, I'm talking buying a lot of media to get that you would it's like a full-time job trying to full, fill one of these things up yeah and you could fit still at this point everything off of my ipod onto your ipod and it wouldn't still be full you'd right. still have 10 gig left that's amazing right. yeah um you know you mentioned podcasts and here a part of why maybe that contributed to me sticking with ipod so long is that it took me a long time to get a smartphone um i was pretty resistant to it mm -hmm. as um the people that I, I worked with in Virginia can attest to. Whenever I was a uh, an intern in Virginia, I had a dumb phone, and it was kind of a big joke because everyone there was on Instagram and were posting pictures and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'll post this on Instagram. I'll take the picture now. I'll go home. <laughs> uh, I'll text it to myself uh, or email it, and then I'll get on my computer, t pull up my login to my Instagram, yep, and then I'll yep. post it on Instagram. It's just such a silly thing. Yep. But um, but I did begin to to get into podcasts, yep. and specifically the briefing with Dr. Moeller, sure. and it was introduced to me. I didn't have a smartphone, so what did I do? Every single weekday morning, I was, I was yeah. a college student at this point. Every single weekday morning, I would get up, yep. turn on my computers. I was kind of getting ready for the day, having coffee, breakfast, download the episode, and put it on my iPod. Plug right. my iPod in and and put it on there, so that I could listen to. Um, the briefing that day and then a couple other podcasts I began to listen to those as well and yep. um, to some people when they hear that they say that sounds like so much work <laughs> right uh, but for me at the time I you know it wasn't it was just the reality um, now I think about it and I'm like that sounds like too much work and I don't say that with pride I say that kind of like that's kind of sad that I feel that way right so right now I I feel the same way. It used to be just a part of my morning routine. And I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was neat to pull up my computer to see what was available and then to go, you know what? Yeah. It's sort of part of planning your day. It's like making coffee in the morning. You kind of, okay, I'll, oh good. I'll listen to that. And then I'll listen to that. And if I get time, I might listen to that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so I, I do the same. I, I mostly use my phone now for podcasts, but in part it's because, uh, my phone manages it and I haven't overloaded. I have no music on my phone at all. Um, because I don't like, uh, many, I'm sure plenty of others have had this problem of when your phone's like, Hey, your storage is full. What are you going to do? Are you going to start removing stuff? You want to pay more? You can pay more monthly. And yeah. Let me tell you what I'm not going to do <laughs> Apple and that's pay you more money. That's right. Pay to rent storage from you. You can, you know, imagine yeah. some <laughs> enormous warehouse and I can rent a little bitty corner of, uh, of I, I a hard will, drive. 
I will gladly delete these photos of my kids in order to not pay you <laughs> more money for storage. You got that, Apple? That is exactly right. A man after my own heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are, those were the ones so far. No distractions. Long battery life. Lots of space. And then the last thing she mentioned, small and durable. I can remember a time a year or two ago when we I was opening my truck door and you heard the the sound we've so many oh. times heard before where ding, 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 oh. of an iPod hitting the ground. And that was this very iPod, and I have the marks uh, to prove it. But look, it's staying strong. Uh, yep. The guy in the, in the story was talking about his iPod uh, shuffle, which I have never had an iPod shuffle. I've never. I, 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 I There are certain situations where I'm happy to have my music be shuffling, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't want only shuffle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I want some say, and even though it's all my music, that's why the the, the feature of on the go, uh, which is where you can literally go through all your music, hold down the button, and it automatically adds it to your playlist that you're creating on the go. Even doing that, like I was always listening to playlists right. of music on my right. iPod. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do that, and I mean, I've already mentioned that I have audiobooks. Like, it's it, when I do shuffle, it's hilarious because it'll be like. <laughs> Taters again, Samwise said. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, what? All right, we need to move on through this. There's, so there's like five gigabytes of the Lord of the Rings on this thing, so yeah. that's going to pop up every now and then. Yeah, I, yeah, I had like com- CDs of, uh, of comedians yes. on my iPod, and every now and then, like in the middle of music, a comedian will pop on and do a little bit. That's kind of fun. Right. You never yeah, know yeah, what, yeah. what the bit's going to be. So. Yeah, Jim Gaffigan jumps on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, they're very durable, though. That, that's a last really good point. Um, the fact that you and I are both holding working iPods, right. um, and literally like I bought this when I was uh, 14 or 15. So it would have been, um, it would have been Oh five, Oh six. And the thing is still working. I mean, that alone is a testament to the durability of these things. Um, it, I agree with Jackson, the number of times that it's been dropped, um, or perhaps thrown out of anger once or twice, um, who knows? <laughs> who knows? I'm not saying that did happen. I'm saying maybe. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, okay. all, all kinds of stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she closes. I thought this was a great um, sort of closing statement on here. Uh, once you read that last bullet point and sub point. So this was um, the, the writer of the article, uh, Joanna Stern. She says, when I heard the news, I called up Tony Fatal a former Apple senior vice president who is credited with inventing the iPod. I asked him what he had to say to people who just wanted something as simple as his 20-year-old invention. He said the iPod's demise was inevitable for business reasons. However, he thinks there's real value in in a dedicated audio player without all the distractions of the internet. I do believe the iPod should go on, he added. And along with Tony Fatal... I also believe the iPod should go on. I, I will be interested to see if something else crops up to take its place for, for us niche group of people who still want that. Right, right. Yeah, long live the iPod, for yeah. sure. Now, what do you think that uh, he means there, that the iPod's demise was inevitable for business reasons? I think there was much more money to be made in less durable, shorter battery life, more distractions, uh, and less space. And I think we've just talked about that. Like ultimately what's a better business model, something that's going to give someone a singular product that is pretty self-contained, pretty long lasting, low maintenance, um, or something that's going to keep them coming back 
I, I, call me a cynic, but we've kind of expressed that that's what's happening is right. that uh, we're swapping out these um, singular, disconnected, but very durable, long-lasting items for stuff that is throwaway and uh, stuff that we have to continually pay to keep getting. And so that's, I would say that's probably the business reasons um, because that's the thing is people bought iPods and then they had them and they didn't need to buy another one for, according to our calculations, about 20 years. Right. So. Yeah. I, and I, I think so too. I think that if you can sell something twice, three times, four times, or if you can make someone rent something yeah, rather than you know, owning it. And that's always been a question. Yeah. Uh, do you actually own that song if you download it or did you pay <clears throat> for fair use and all that discussion? Well, look, at the end of the day, you have access to that song whenever you want it. And that's why exactly why I'm not leaving it because I don't like the idea of renting media mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from someone. It's almost as though Apple created a product that was too good. Yes, It was too good of a product. And, and I think that's Ultimately, why it was a, a bad business creation, I guess, or for business reasons, why it, you know, ultimately had its downfall. It's interesting, you know. I heard I heard an article on NPR just like a couple of years ago, talking about how everything is going to subscription now. Yep. So much so, you know, the things that we watch, the things that we listen to, the places we eat. I have a subscription for coffee. Right. Um, that tells you how everything is becoming subscription nowadays, um, to the point that even car manufacturers are looking to get subscription type things. So yeah, Lexus, at least when I heard this article about a year or two ago, I heard this and talking about it on NPR, um, Lexus was looking into having subscription for features on their cars. Right. So you could buy a car that was equipped with heated seats, Mm -hmm. heated steering wheel, air conditioned seats, um, whatever other fancy things. But if you wanted to use it, you had to pay a subscription to right. use it. I don't know if they ever ended up implement, implementing that. I don't drive a Lexus. Um, but uh, that does speak to a little that them trying to, um, yeah, get on this bandwagon of subscription and renting. And it's just a better business model for making money. Yep. Economics is warfare, people. Make your decisions carefully. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, long live the iPod. We'll see. That's right. I think we should uh, send everyone out with this beautiful sound again. Remember this. Don't ever let it die. Ah, that's so satisfying. <laughs> there you go. This has been Empires of the Future. And we will see you in the future. <laughs>